Hi, welcome to the official podcast of the WCD. That's the World Congress of Dermatology, which will be held in Singapore in 2023. I am Dr. Etienne Wang from the National Skin Center of Singapore, and I am your host for this podcast. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, and wherever else you get your podcasts. In this podcast, I will bring on dermatologists and skin researchers from all over the world to talk about all things dermatology. And today, I have my other co-host again, Ellie. Hello. Hello, it's good to be back. Hi, Ellie. So, what have you got for us today? So recently, I found out this concept or this field called integrative dermatology. Have you heard about it before? Not until you told me about it. It's very interesting. What's it all about? So this is a field um, that's actually based upon the concept that the skin interacts with different organs. For example, the psychoneuroendocrine immune system. So this field of integrative dermatology focuses on an integrative approach to the evaluation and treatment of skin diseases. Can you elaborate a little bit more? How integrated with what? So it encompasses both conventional and complementary medicine. I'm reading this book called Advances in Integrative Dermatology. And in the book, they discuss things like how psychological aspects can cause skin manifestations or vice versa, and how things like external environmental influences like pollution or internal environment uh, disturbances like the microbiome can actually cause skin diseases. And I feel that it sort of reminded me a bit about concepts in traditional Chinese medication. So my knowledge about TCM is quite limited, but you know, they often talk about things like tea and the balance between yin and yang and achieving a balance between body and the mind. So I feel that it's quite similar to this concept of integrative dermatology, where it's, you know, seeing the organ systems interrelate and treating the human body as a whole. Well, yeah, that seems to bring back a lot of themes about, um, you know, the placebo effect and all that. Do you think that plays a big role in integrative dermatology? I think definitely one aspect is how the mind influences the body. I wouldn't particularly call it just placebo effect, but it could encompass a lot of different things as well. Um, And also in this book, they do look at um, research and evidences. Some of them are small RCTs about how different interventions that are not just so skin related can actually change outcomes. So something that you know we do know is diet and acne. So how things like low GI diet or increased omega-3 acids may improve acne and how dairy can worsen acne. So I think integrative dermatology is a lot more than just maybe mind and skin, but also other things like gut and skin. Yeah, I think the major problem with this um, integrative terminology concept is the whole idea about complementary medicine. Right now, it's quite an amorphous term, and I think it's very easy for people to claim complementary medicine when it's not really based on a lot of evidence, and also it's quite unregulated, and the treatments may not actually be very uh, standardised. Is that something that you think might be an issue with this whole field? Yeah, definitely. I think what you mentioned about um, complementary medicine, I think recently there, I feel I've seen more research looking into um, evidence-based medicine for things like TCMs. But definitely, um, you know, we do need further evidence, further research, things that are rigorous into showing whether these sort of interventions are effective or not. And I think integrative dermatology, um, because it does encompass conventional aspects, the authors, at least of this book that I'm reading, do quote a lot of evidence and they do highlight areas where evidence is a bit more limited. So I think it is still a bit more scientific than the traditional approach to like complementary alternative medication. Yes, definitely. And I think as dermatologists and as physicians, we should always keep an open mind. I mean, after all, steroids themselves did come from plants and we have been using them for 
centuries before we actually developed it into an actual medicine. So I think, who knows, we might actually discover a lot of new drugs by paying attention to traditional therapies. But we need to do it in a controlled way, and there has to be a way for measuring outcomes and have objective clinical assessment of improvement. Mm, yeah, fully agree with you on that. Okay, thank you. I think that's very interesting, Ellie. Thank you for bringing that to, to our attention. I'm sure a lot of other people will have a lot of comments about um, integrative dermatology. No problem. See you around. Okay, thank you. Bye. And let me welcome to the podcast, Professor Kenji Kabashima. He's the chair of the Department of Dermatology at the Kyoto University Graduate School of Medicine in Japan, and he's a principal investigator at the Skin Research Institute of Singapore. And he's also a visiting consultant where I work, the National Skin Center of Singapore. Hi, Kenji. How are you doing? I'm fine. Hi, Etienne. Hi, um, welcome to the podcast. I know your research interests are in inflammatory skin diseases and in atopic dermatitis, and there's been quite a lot of news lately about a drug that you have been working on. Is, would you like to tell us more about that? Okay, so uh, I've been working on two types of uh, new drugs. One is uh, IL-31. Uh, IL-31 is known to induce pruritus, and we have developed anti-IL-31 receptor antibody. This is quite good, efficient for control the pruritus of atopic dermatitis. And the other one is topical JAK inhibitor. That is also quite efficient for controlling mild to moderate atopic dermatitis by recovering skin barrier and controlling itch and also uh, control skin inflammation. Yes, congratulations. These are very exciting new technologies. Have you been using them in your everyday practice? Uh, Jack topical Jack inhibitor. We already uh, the Japanese government already accepted to wow. use it. So we daily using in daily practice we use this. But anti IL thirty one receptor antibody is uh, right now. We finished phase three clinical trial and we are waiting for Japanese government PMDA to uh, use this drug. Wow, that's very exciting. So, um, you know, some of our eczema patients actually are concerned that the COVID vaccine is making the eczema worse. Is that something that you've been seeing in Japan as well? Not so severe, but it is, I, I agree, it is uh, somehow known uh, to public. But personally, I don't see so much. How about you? Yeah, we've actually seen a few. And in fact, we've seen patients whose psoriasis gets worse and also their urticaria as well. Okay. Yeah, it's quite interesting. You're also interested in um, skin barrier and other inflammatory skin diseases. Do you have any other research that's ex very exciting at the moment you can share with us? Uh, so we are right now uh, focusing on visualizing skin in a three-dimensionally, uh, in a non-invasive manner using a new technology called two-photo microscopy. So we can visualize inside the skin like a collagen vas collagen and elastic fibers, vascular, uh, without doing skin biopsy. Wow, that's very exciting. And this is in humans? Mostly we use um, mouse, but uh, we are uh, able to visualize even human skin. But the depth of the penetration is not so deep at the moment. So we need to uh, improve this technology in the future. I know part of your research also um, revolves around the microbiome. What's your current view on the relationship between the microbiome and atopic dermatitis? Mm, that's a hot topic. So um, there are a couple of interesting clinical trials going on uh, in the United States. For example, staph epidermidis colonization can imp uh, somehow improve 
uh, atopic dermatitis skin lesions, and also staph hominis and roseomonas. So there are a couple of uh, good uh, bacteria can kill staph aureus and improve atopic dermatitis skin conditions. So uh, microbiome might be a very hot topic in the near future. Yes. Um, and I know, as I mentioned earlier, you are a visiting consultant here in Singapore, but we haven't seen you for a while. Has the pandemic um, interrupted a lot of your plans and collaborations? Yes, yes, a lot. It's a very uh, disappointing, but hopefully in, in 2023, uh, World Congress of Dermatology in Singapore will be open for us and we will have a very good communication with each other. So I really hope to visit Singapore again soon. <laughs> yeah, and another thing that's very interesting about Professor Kenji is that your hobbies are amazing. You are an avid backpacker and a marathon runner, aren't you? Has this um, been affected by the pandemic at all? Yes, yes, yes. So regarding a marathon, almost all marathons are cancelled. So I just run, I just joke by myself. It's kind of boring. So I'm gaining weight. Nowadays. Oh no, oh no, I, that, that's something I cannot imagine. <laughs> Ever since I've known you, you've been so thin, but I think that will be a very, very interesting thing. But you know, Tokyo seems to be going ahead of the Olympics. Yes, yes. In a week, we will have an Olympic game in Tokyo. So, but unfortunately, without any audience, but I hope uh, the next Olympic will be successful and without affect, affecting uh, health conditions of the Olympic participants. Yes, yes, I agree. Mm. Okay, mm. so thank you, Professor Kenji, for speaking with me today. Very happy to have you on my podcast. Uh, thank you very much, Yeting. You are very professional. I'm very, very uh, amazed by your talent. <laughs> oh, thank you yeah. very much. Okay, <laughs> bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. Thank you. And that was the official podcast of the WCD. Don't forget to follow us on all our socials on Facebook, Instagram at WCD2023 Singapore and check out our WCD website WCD2023Singapore.org for more updates and content on the WCD. And until next time, stay safe and use sunblock.